welcome to episode two of Sippin' Teachers. I am your host, Michelle Weeks, a life coach for teachers and a teacher of little people too. In this podcast, I share short, punchy snippets of practical advice and strategies to alleviate your overwhelm, to avoid burnout, and to help you become the most confident and productive teacher you know you can be. It is your weekly double shot coffee alternative to make you love and balance life inside and outside the school gates. In this week's episode, I am diving deep into the world of self-care for teachers. Self-care is thrown around these days like a bloody beach ball on a hot summer's day at Bondi Beach. And as you can imagine, I am a huge advocate for self-care. But in today's episode... I want to go deeper than the bubble bath, the massage, the washed hair kind of self-care. Not because I don't love and advocate for those things, but because I believe that teachers need to care for themselves on a deeper level in order to truly feel the benefits of self-care long-term. So I guess I wanted to have a look at what is self-care defined as? Okay, now the National Alliance of Mental Illness says that self care is any deliberate action that you use to improve your health and well being. Any deliberate action that you use to improve your health and well being. So, I guess I wanted to talk about it in terms of both short care, short term and long-term self-care today because I believe that there's quite a big distinction between the two. So self-care in the short-term sense includes things like beauty, so your bath, your manicure, your facial, etc. Rest, a cup of tea, breathing, saying no to something, reading a book, getting into nature, oh, so good, setting time aside for life admin and then booking appointments, okay, amongst a whole range of other things. The long-term self-care is a little bit deeper and a little bit juicier. So this includes things like rest, positive and empowering relationships, committing to exercise and an overall healthy diet, implementing boundaries, investing in personal development, volunteering, and maybe committing to a passion project. So as you can see, the difference between the short term and the long term are quite significant. And the long term measures have a sustained impact on your self-care and your well-being on a longer, in a longer t- sense. So why is self-care important? Okay, we really as teachers truly care, need to care for ourselves first so that we can provide the optimal care and energy and vigor for our children and within our profession as well. But we need to kind of secure our own oxygen mask before we can help others. So when I talk about self-care and getting a little bit deeper and juicier, I want to look at it in regards to addressing not only your body, your mind, but also your soul And that is the point that you're going to really truly reap the benefits of it. So I thought I would share with you today a few simple yet really effective self-care habits which nourish all those elements, your mind, your body and your soul, and are really simple for you to commit to as a practice in your day going forward. 
So the first one is brain dumps. Now, these can be done both verbally and in a written sense in your journal. But sometimes I just talk to myself out loud when I'm driving home from school. Okay, these really help me to disconnect from your working day to process the events of the day and actually to prioritize which are worth sharing with your partner or your family. I don't know about you, but my beautiful husband, Jared, put up with years of me coming home through the door and throwing all sorts of verbal diarrhea his way because I hadn't processed what had happened at the school day. And I was using him as a sounding board to process everything that had happened. So, Instead of that, now what I do is I process that before I come home. And by the time I come home, I actually have one or two of the most important things that have happened in the day, the ones that I have prioritized to share with him. So that sharing moment is much, much, much less frantic than it would be if I hadn't processed the day first. And luckily, Jared doesn't have to put up with me just talking at him for for minutes on end. So the second one um, that I'm wanting to talk to you about is setting a feeling or an intention for the day. Okay, so really this is about the feelings that you're wanting to feel and how you can guide your thoughts and your actions throughout the day to make this happen. Okay, so you're actually consciously choosing how you're wanting to think and feel in the day prior to it happening, rather than being a passenger throughout the day and just allowing things to happen to you. Because often when that happens, you fall into that process of being the, um, the victim or being swept up by what's happening around you rather than actually intentionally setting how you want your day to feel. So that might be calmness or clarity or you're wanting to have fun with your kids. What thoughts and actions might you take throughout your day that are going to help you achieve that feeling? The next one is looking at more of a physical sense. So in that body, frequent breath breaks throughout the day and asking yourself how your face feels. Now, I know that seems a little bit crazy, but actually this came from a friend of mine, Bri Imagine, and she is a superstar. But years and years and years ago, she was having a lot of problems with her sinuses and she went to multiple doctors. And actually, in the end, one doctor said to her, how does your face feel? Can you relax the muscles in your face? And surprisingly enough, this became actually a game changer for her going forward. And she was in quite a high corporate job and she would stop throughout the day and ask herself how her face felt and actually relax all of the muscles in her face, which ended up solving all the medical issues that she thought she had in a sinus sense. So I now do that, but I ask myself, how does my face feel and give myself a few moments to really relax my face? For me, I know I hold a lot of tension in my shoulders, so I actually ask myself how my shoulders feel as well. Game changer, people. Game changer. So give it a go and let me know how how that works for you. The next one is doing something for yourself before you're doing something for your teaching. Okay, and this comes down to self-respect and self-worth. So really saying to yourself, whether that's the first thing in the morning, actually, I'm going to do something for myself first before I do something as a teacher. So that might need some discipline in terms of not checking your phone or not checking your emails, but actually figuring out what do I need for myself first to, uh, to start my day on the front foot and to really 
nourish myself before then I start to look at what I need to do for work. And the last little juicy tip I want to share with you is allowing yourself to sit in silence or in stillness. Now, we don't do this enough in our society. Um, When was the last time you went to work or you drove to work in silence? Or you went for a walk without your headphones blasting? Or you sat outside and you actually just sat in the stillness of the air around you? Okay, what this does is this actually helps our nervous system to recover from the franticness of a teaching day and actually allows your body that moment of stillness to be able to decompress. Okay, so these are some of the tips which I have used and many of my clients have used, and they are simple, really, really effective ways to begin your self care journey. Okay, a lot of the ones that I have talked about here are short term, but have a think about those long-term ones. And I will publish more about those in the future. So these tips are really just a taste of some of the juicy ways that you can care for yourself as a teacher, so as to avoid burnout and overwhelm and just truly fill your bucket to a point where it floods and then it can get soaked up by others, but it's not just giving all the time. So in light of keeping this podcast short and punchy, I think I have just heard the morning tea bell ring, which means this little chat between two sipping teachers needs to come to an end for a day. Between now and when our ear ear paths cross again, don't forget to nourish your body, your mind and your soul and to appreciate all the little and big things that happen in your day. If you would like to contact me for further discussion on any of the topics I share, please either send me an email to hello at michelleweeks.com.au or contact me on Instagram at michelle.c.weeks. Chat to you soon.